Hey guys, welcome back to another Construction Corner podcast. You guessed it, another solo today. Uh, actually, I'm out on my, my walk for uh, phase three. So I'm going uh, to kind of keep this one a little bit short and sweet. And assuming I don't get smoked by a car when I'm walking down this road here, we'll uh, at least get something uh, to post on Tuesday. It's just that time of year, man. We keep saying that. Um, but Dylan... And my schedules are uh, seemingly ever more and ever increasingly colliding with reality. And that's just the way this goes. So everybody knows we don't put ads in the show. We're not uh, selling space. We're not beholden to anybody. But because of that, uh, we both, Dylan and myself, have to focus on our quote-unquote day jobs because somebody's got to pay the bills, right? Somebody's got to feed the beast. So anyways... Uh, once in a while, this is this is still just going to happen, and that's just part of our new reality with as busy as he and I both are with everything else we have going on other than the podcast. So today, I just want to talk real quick, um, an easy topic, right, about doing the right thing. It has come to conversation with me at least three or four times this week when people are are really unhappy with general contractors, with subcontractors, with construction trades in general. And what it usually boils down to is that the people that they're working with, or that they're used to working with, or sometimes even just that they've heard about, these people just don't, don't operate in a way that is friendly and beneficial for an owner. There is an age-old... Um, conspiracy, if you will, an age-old uh, prejudice against the trades that everybody in the trades is out to screw everybody else. We're out to screw the owners, we're out to screw the architects and engineers, we're out to screw each other. Uh, and a lot of this is founded on uh, the fact that, you know, historically there have been a lot of shitbag contractors who have been allowed to, to propagate, who have been allowed to continue to operate in the manner that is not beneficial to everyone in a way that is frankly pretty disgusting. Uh, and, it, and it still goes on today. A lot of our competition, especially locally, without naming any names, if you uh, are from the, the Southeast Michigan, Livingston County, especially area, you can probably guess who I'm talking about. Um, but a lot of our competition still operates this way. They will shop out subcontractor bids, which means they'll take somebody under their wing, let's say a carpenter, and work with them, kind of get them to price out something or put a budget to something. And then at the zero hour, to make a few bucks, they take that con or that carpenter, they take his number, his proposal, and basically feed it out to the general public. So anybody can beat this. Who can beat this? You can, you can get a contract. And so inevitably, you know, that's nature of the beast somebody will grab it, somebody will take the bait, somebody will come back and beat a number, sometimes by a lot, sometimes only by a little. And a lot of times then that contractor will get the the contract from the GC. And, and, and then the problems begin. We have this issue constantly uh, that we're, that we're seeing and that we've seen for a long time now. And it's, again, it's disgusting. It's a shit way to do business. It doesn't put any value on the trades. 
Sorry, and it just got ran over again. It doesn't put any value on, on the industry in general, and it just continues to paint this ugly picture of, of what we as builders and we as construction folk are actually doing out here. So when you talk about you know doing the right thing, it, it starts with it starts with loyalty, right? It starts with being a, a good and decent human. And when you don't operate by those key tenets of life, you're really you're really setting yourself up for ultimate failure. These are the companies that some of them have been around a long time. Some of them surprisingly so. And you know, you hear stories about these people. We have lots and lots of uh, our specialty contractors who we work with regularly who will not, under any circumstances, talk to a few of these folks. And, and that's the reason why. They know they're going to get sold out. They know that there's no loyalty. They know that these guys or these people are strictly in it for a couple bucks, and, and they, won't, they won't talk to them. There are lots of them that still will. They play the game. Um, and part of that is the feast or famine mentality of our industry. You know, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's terrible. And so a lot of guys still have that, you know, that we just got to gobble it up while we can. We got to chase out all the work that we can. We got to get all the contracts that we can because we all know a cliff's coming. Well, there still is a better way to do it. There still is a better way to operate. And there still is a better way to run a business than to just be jumping at every, every carrot swinging from every stick. And so, you know, what I really wanted to touch on today is just how easy it is to really just focus on doing the right thing, being a good person, and then operating your business, whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, vendor, supplier, architect, engineer, I don't care. Operate your business from your set of personal and business core values. If you haven't set up core values for your business, then you're behind, you're way behind. You should go listen to some of our episodes we've done on these. We'll be doing more in the future, I'm sure. Um, but you need to. So anyways, if you just operate your business on, on your values, assuming you're not a complete shithead, then it's actually kind of easy to run a good business and to run a business that people are impressed with. The problem we have in the construction world is we have to get to a certain level before people will just blindly believe that we're different, right? And I don't blame them. A lot of people, like I said, have had bad experiences, or at the very least, everybody has heard bad experiences. When when we got involved with La Casa, we've talked about that project uh, numerous times in the show now. La Casa is a very large, uh, very amazing group that provides shelter and counseling services to abused, primarily women and children. We got in with them, and we... Uh, we designed and constructed an amazing new facility for them that they're they're fully moved into as of today, which is super cool to see. But anyways, the CEO of the organization has long told me these stories that when she announced to her her friends and her her peer group, her associates, <laughs> that she was taking on a project like this. Now, just to fill in a little background, they were in a roughly Ten or 15,000 square foot building, and now they're in a uh, just north of 50,000 square foot building. So considerably larger uh, than what they had, considerably modern, more modern, uh, 
and considerably more intense on every level. So when she told her peer group that she was doing this, that she was going after a new building and she was embarking on this process, she said most of them told her she was nuts. They told her that it's going to be miserable, it's going to be horrible, that there's no way they would ever wish a construction project upon anyone. And she's been very open with me the entire way through. In fact, I think she told me that in the very beginning, that she was a little nervous because everybody told her this is just a bad idea. What's really cool now is a couple of years after the fact, now that they're moved in, she still tells the same story. But the neat part is the ending. When she's talking about all her friends and peer groups telling her she was crazy to get involved in this and how hard and how difficult a construction project would be for, for her and for her group, she then interjects and says, honestly, this was a really fun experience. And Schaefer Construction and Matt and his team really did a phenomenal job making sure that the experience was, was unique, was interesting, that we all learned something. And the finished product obviously speaks for itself, but it's the experience that we, we created that really, really shouts volumes about what we try to do. The point I'm bringing this up to you is because we're not special. We're not some newfangled uh, contractors who found some amazing new way of doing business. I'd like to think that, but we're really just not. We're just average people. I'm just an average dude. The difference is that I operate based on my core values. I operate based on just being a good person, doing what's right, and not taking shortcuts just to make a couple bucks. It's really as simple as that, folks. You don't have to be shady to be in the construction world. You don't have to be money hungry. Listen, I like money as much as the rest of the next guy. Maybe more. I want lots of it. And I have very lofty goals. We have humongous revenue goals that, that make some people very nervous in our, our firm. Uh, make some people blush. It makes some people terrified. It makes some people cry. You know, all these great things. But the reality is the only way we're going to get there is by continuing to do the right thing by serving our customer above all else, serving the owners that we are lucky enough to work for, you know, by being grateful for the projects that we win and grateful for the relationships we create and, and doing the right thing. Grateful for our specialty contractors and grateful for the opportunities. That's why we continue to get such opportunities. That's why we continue to win. That's why we continue to keep breaking down barriers in our industry because we keep focusing on doing the right thing, holding our standards, and never, ever releasing those standards, ever. So back to my original point of the story, I had a meeting uh, yesterday, on Friday, the day of this recording, um, with a couple guys in my new office, and we were just discussing potential opportunities in the future and potential ways we, we might be able to work together, our two firms, our two groups, how we could uh, kind of tag team and, and get into some, some mutually beneficial um, projects and, and relationships. And so, of course, they kind of asked. They're not in the construction space. They're in a, a complementary space, if you will. So they asked right out of the gates, well, what the hell makes you guys different? So I told them, I told them basically what I just, what I just said here on the show. 
with some more detail and some examples. And he said, okay, well, that's all fine and great, but how do I sell that? How do I sell that to an owner? How do I bring you guys into the table and somehow tell the owner that they don't have to go and get three bids or five bids or whatever the insurance industry has us all thinking that we need to do. And I said, listen, it's really simple. If you boil it down to its core, it's about values. It's about doing the right thing. That's what we can promise to everybody. And if you don't believe me, then go somewhere else. It's not going to hurt my feelings. If you don't want to come on board with us, you don't want to take us on and, and believe us and believe in us and believe in the, the possibilities that we promise, then go somewhere else. Go bid it out. Go find the cheapest guy in the neighborhood. And, and I wish you the best of luck. I sincerely do. Frankly, if you're one of those people that is just looking for the cheapest, we're not going to be a good fit because we're not going to be the cheapest because we work on such integrity. We work on such value systems and we always do the right thing. So we had this long talk and at the end of it, you know, I think they were, they were pretty impressed. They were, they were kind of overwhelmed when I told them, you know, really the nuts and bolts of how we do business. Now, I'm not going to release all my secrets here for free, so I'm going to keep it very vague. But these guys got a, a truly behind-the-curtain, behind-the-scenes view of how Schaefer Construction operates from, from start to finish. And what we provide to our clients, what we provide to our, our partners, and how we provide successful and, and amazing experiences uh, on projects. So that was one episode this week. Another one actually just happened today. I went, took my youngest son and, and ran up to the hardware store looking for something, which unfortunately they did not have, but it's always fun to go kind of hang out with a little dude. So we ran up there, and as I get back in my truck, I got a text from another client, or from a client, excuse me, a new client of ours. Um, more of a prospect, really. I'll, I'll put it that way. We haven't signed anything with this individual yet, although the writing's on the wall that this is going to be a a great relationship, a great partnership for a long time. Well, this gentleman texted me and said that, uh, in a nutshell, he's very, very unhappy with another firm that he is currently working with on a different project that is unrelated to us. And, and he basically asked for my advice. Now, listen, at the end of the day, I'm a businessman, all right? I'm a winner, I'm a killer, I'm a competitor, so I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So I didn't sugarcoat anything for this guy. I told him exactly what was wrong with this other firm and how they, what they were doing is it's really not uh, a means of operating that's designed to help anyone but themselves. It won't help this guy as the owner. It surely won't help the specialty contractors. It won't help the design consultants. It will not help the industry whatsoever. I then kind of proceeded to remind him we do stuff very, very differently here. And at the end of this little conversation, if you will, via text, this gentleman basically said, well, I've got some important calls to make Monday morning, and I'll be in touch with you very soon. I can't tell you if this is going to turn into anything or not, but if I had to gut check myself, I'm feeling pretty confident right now. And it's only because I know that when I lay my head down at the end of a long day, all long days. So when I lay my head down to go to sleep, I know I gave it my all. I know we did the right thing as a, as a firm. I know I did the right thing as an individual. 
I know where my direction is. I know what my intentions are with my company, with my team, my employees, with my family. I know where I'm at. I have my own moral guidepost, my own compass. Uh, and not to get political, but this is what always pissed me off about people squawking about Donald Trump. I don't give a shit if you like Trump as a president or not. I couldn't care less if you're a Democrat or Republican or otherwise. I, I don't give a shit. When I heard people bitching and bitching about him, about Trump and his mean tweets and how, how rude he could be, it just makes me laugh because my answer to this is always, you know, something along the lines of you people are foolish. <laughs> Why in the world would you look to anyone else, be that a, a president or a boss or a neighbor or coworker, anyone, anyone else at all to set your moral compass for you? If you seek other people to validate your own core values, your own system of judgment, to tell you the right way to do things, well, then you're really a pretty shallow and shady person at the end of the day, aren't you? If you don't, UPS truck wants to take off my leg. Sorry about that. If you don't have enough intestinal fortitude to stand up for what you know is right and fight back what you know is wrong and operate by your own set of guidelines, then you're just a weak-ass human. You're a weak, weak-minded, weak individual. And, and that's where you're going to stay. That's where you're going to end up. It's really as easy as that. If you don't operate on values, your own values, if you let other people tell you what your values are or how you should operate, then you're failing. You're failing at this game called life. The way I see it is we only have so many trips around the sun. Another day is never guaranteed, ever. Life is too damn short, man. So why waste it being an asshole? Why waste it not, not trying to be the best person that you can be. And I know this is getting a little fluffy for probably some of our listeners, our more gritty, grizzly, blue-collar, badass motherfuckers that, that listen to the Construction Corner podcast, but it's the reality, guys. If you're not living to be a good person, you're not trying to help people and do the right thing, then what the hell's the point? Because no matter what you believe in, and this is the second week in a row I brought this up in some facet, but I don't care what, what your religion is or, or who you who you uh, pray to or, or don't. But the reality is that at some point in time, you're not going to be here anymore. At some point in time, unbeknownst to you, you're going to cease to exist. And all you'll be is a memory. When that day comes, would you rather be remembered as being a guy or woman, person, whatever, who always did the right shit, always operated on the right wavelength, who always vibrated at a high frequency, who did things to help others, who did things in integrity and aligned with their own values, who, you know, took risks when appropriate, or would you rather be remembered as some weak-minded, lazy piece of shit with no morals, with no values, who was pushed and pulled like a sailboat out in the ocean? pushed and pulled by the winds of others' thoughts and opinions and the winds of others' morals and values. 
can tell you, with me, anyways, it's a pretty easy answer. I don't like the second option. And I chose a long time ago that I wasn't going to do that shit. And so that's how I run my business. That's how I run my life. That's how my wife and I run our family. Is based on our values. It's as simple as that. When you do the right thing, and you act appropriately, and when you look out for the best interest of others, good things come back to you. That's how the universe works. You put out good shit, good shit comes back in. You put out bad shit, bad shit comes back in. It's easy math. It is, uh, does not require common core or any of this funky bullshit that they're trying to teach my 10-year-old that is voodoo math, if you ask me. It's just easy. It's one plus one equals two. That's what I got, guys. And I just need to stress it because, again, this happened, I gave you two examples. It happened four times this week alone. When people came to me and said, you know, that's really amazing how you guys do business. It's really amazing that you operate this, this, and this, and in this way. And, and to me, it's almost laughable. You know, I take it as a compliment at first, but uncomfortably so. Because my immediate gut is like, my immediate reaction is to say, well, why doesn't anyone else? Why isn't the other guy operating like this? It's just common sense. It's just being a good human. It's not, it's not business 101. I didn't go to school to learn how to be a good dude. But that's not the norm. It's not the reality these days, especially in our industry. So if we all want to get together, if we all want to save the construction world, if we want to get rid of the stigmas of contracting and contractors, there's a good way to start. Start by doing the right damn thing. Start by leading your life and making your decisions for yourself and your teams based on your core values and doing the right thing. If we all started doing this, we would very, very quickly fix this problem, not just in our industry, but in the whole fucking world, all of society. Everything wrong with what's going on right now is really due to people not acting in alignment with good values. So chew on that a little bit. Uh, after you listen to this, let me know your thoughts, guys. We're going to try again, like I said, to not do as many solo episodes this year, but that's just the way it works sometimes with our schedules and with real life. So jump into the comments, shoot me a DM, let me know what you thought. Let me know if there's other topics that you have that you would like myself or Dylan or preferably both of us to kind of div, uh, dive into. And we will certainly do that. We got a few few topics uh, lined up still from when I was doing the traction series that people uh, wrote in and asked for. And we'll be getting to those very, very soon. Guys, I still do not have a podcast studio. So that's why you're getting me out on walks. You're getting me in my truck. The audio quality is probably shit. Uh, but hopefully the content is bringing something of at least a little bit of value. So we'd really appreciate it if you guys can continue to like and share the show. We really want to try and grow this thing this year. Um, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. We try, try as we might and to get an episode out every single Tuesday for you to listen to. We have not missed a single Tuesday uh, since, since a long time, like three years. They're not always going to be great. They're not always going to be long episodes. Sometimes a short quick hitter is just what, what everybody needs to hear too. So like the show, share the show, give us some comments, 
help us spread the love, help us keep growing, and we will keep showing up here for you guys. That's what I got. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and we will catch you next time.